left, right. Yo, what is it, my friends? Thank you for joining on this episode today. We are talking about road trips. We're talking about some past road trips that we've taken and the best ways to optimize your own road trips. We've got a whole list. I think you'll like them. I think you'll like the stories. And uh, if you haven't already, please like this podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast. Any interaction at all helps us. And I appreciate you for that. Enjoy the show. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 All right, everybody, welcome to Sip Talk. My name is Justin DiGiulio. I'm coming to you from my basement in New Jersey. I am uh, joined by James the Bosnator Boswell. There's no video on James. James is taking a road trip right now, and tonight we are going to be talking about road trips. James is coming to you from the road. Where, where about are you? You're still in Charleston? Yeah, I just left, so I'm on uh, Bees Ferry, going to be taking 526 to 17 all the way up to Wilmington, North Carolina. Very nice. Sounds, uh, sounds like a nice little trip. What what does that trip run you time-wise? Um, I'm expecting to be somewhere between three and a half and three hours and 45 minutes tonight. Okay, so three and a half hours. I would say three and a half hours qualifies as a road trip. Does that mean you won't be joining me with a cocktail tonight? Unfortunately, I, I, I have to break the rules on Sip Talk for this one because uh, I don't really feel like having to explain to an officer while I'm on the phone and drinking a beer. <laughs> well, fair enough. I'll let it slide. You are participating in the topic of our podcast, which tonight is going to be road trips, which you and I both know a little bit about the road trip situation. Uh, as we've both done a few, you now live in South Carolina. You are from upstate New York. So that's that's a trek by car. Um, and you commute to North Carolina pretty semi-regularly, right? I'm probably up in Wilmington three or four times a year. Um, now, last year, like last year, two years ago, it was a little bit more often because my grandparents lived up there. And so especially towards the end of their life, I was there more frequently to spend time with them before they left. Yeah, I, I understand but, that. that. That was well played on your part. And that was that was nice. But now they're not there. So now you just go up. Is your family there? So, yeah, my parents are up there this weekend. Um, I'll usually go up like once or twice on my own just to have a place to myself. And then whenever they're up there, I'll also try and get up there. Cause it's, uh, I don't see that often because it's a thousand miles away. Yeah, true. No, it is. The, the distance from New York to South Carolina, from upstate New York, is a much longer trip. Uh, I want to, right off the bat, we're talking about road trips today. I want to really compile like the ultimate guide to road trips, but let's talk about what qualifies as a road trip. Is a is a two hour drive a road trip? I don't know. Like, it, I would say that a road trip would be anytime that you're driving somewhere that you are far enough away that you're going to be spending the night somewhere else. But then you could say that like driving to a friend's house and sleeping at their place 20 minutes away is a road trip. And I think we can all agree that that wouldn't be it. Well, how, how about this? Any trip long enough that you'd be justified in taking a, ba uh, a bathroom break? Hmm. That's, that's not a bad rule. Because you could go, you I, know, I you think... could drive to work and that could take you an hour. That We wouldn't call it a road trip to work. Yeah, there's some people that have two-hour commutes. And we and and you wouldn't plan on having to take a bathroom break along that commute, or even if you did, we wouldn't call it a road trip. Exactly. So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna say you gotta you gotta have to take a bathroom break at some point for it to be for it to constitute a road trip. Um, well, then this Wilmington trip doesn't because I I almost never take a bathroom break on my drive up to Wilmington. Hmm. 
Well, I think the other thing is having a worthwhile destination. Let me let me ask you this. Or, you know, we could also qualify it as something that the alternative would be to fly or take a train. They have so, a local- yeah, any, any, so I guess maybe you could say from the city that you're in, if there's a flight to the city that you're going to. If it can be traveled like, there by train. Yeah, although Wilmington, I don't think there's direct flights from Charleston to Wilmington either. But it's definitely a distance far enough away that you could fly. Because, like, from here to Charlotte, it's about the same distance, maybe a little less. And there's flights between Charleston and Charlotte all the time. Now, let me ask you this. Why are you not flying? Well, one, it wouldn't save me a tremendous amount of time. Two, it would cost a lot more. Three, I wouldn't be able to bring as much stuff with me or back. And four, did I say cost? <laughs> well, uh, I knew you would say cost. <laughs> I saw that one coming. But uh, I think I think typically when a road trip makes the most sense is when you're traveling with multiple parties, right? So rather than buying three or four or five plane tickets at 300 or 400 or 500 bucks, you know, per leg of the trip, uh, you get in the car and you're basically paying for gas and any depreciation due to mileage on the vehicle. Yeah, calls and food and stuff like that. Oh, but the more people but you travel with... Like an up, yeah, but there's an upper limit to the distance, too, because, like, when I got out to California, like, last year I went out to California in October, and I went with my mom and my two brothers, and we were, even though it would have been cheaper for us to meet up somewhere and drive together, we flew because it would have been, like, a two- or three-day thing to drive there it would have been a two or three but that but that's what we're talking about is yeah when you're traveling but we would have people. spent most of our time most of our time on the road and not actually in california and well, so and so that's that's one of the other things that i have on the road trip is it destination based or is it is it about the trip itself? And if it's about the trip itself, then it's definitely a road trip. James, I don't know if you have the windows open in that car. No, actually, I don't. Um, it's just road noise. I'm doing like 70 on 526. There's only so much I can do about it. You have us in speakerphone? No, I've got um, headphones on. You want me to switch to like why, handheld instead? Why, why don't you switch to handheld? Because the headphones sound like they're picking up a lot of background noise. And, all right, uh, let me try that. All right. So what I was saying while James is switching is that I think a road trip makes the utmost sense when you're traveling with multiple parties because it's still one vehicle and you're only paying for gas. So if you travel with eight people, the price doesn't really go up per person. Although if you're traveling with eight people, you might need a second vehicle or a larger vehicle. James, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Is it better? Oh, it's like crystal clear a thousand and one times better. Okay, cool. Um, then I'll just do handheld. All right. Hopefully your arm doesn't get too, too tired. So um, I have some notes here. It's cheaper when it comes to multiple parties. Um, and then you've got to have a comfortable vehicle. If you're going to be in a seated position for two, you know, I think two hours is really the bare minimum of something that you could call a road trip. So uh, yeah, if you're going to be sat for two hours plus, it's got to be a comfortable vehicle. Can I ask uh, which which of your vehicles you decided to drive? I'm taking the Passat. Um, it's the 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 RSX would be able to handle it, but it doesn't have working air conditioning right now. So um, that one's sitting by the sidelines. And the Miata is fun to drive around town, but it's miserable for long trips. So I had I had some friends that decided they wanted to drive from Albany down to Myrtle Beach for some motor motorcycle uh, rally type situation. And they had these crotch rocket bikes. And uh, I think they gave up about halfway or maybe a third of the way there and turned back. (laughs) But they're just sitting on the highway in like this racing position. Well, that's yeah. But the last bike that I had was a really sporty bike. And you're so leaned forward. You can't take the weight off your arms, right? Because your arms are what are holding, you know, you're holding the, the, uh, 
the gas. Mm -hmm. So you have to have, you know, you have to have your arms embracing you. So your arms, your wrists, your forearms, your shoulders get really, really tired. Not to mention you're basically crouched over on your balls the entire time. So it's, uh, it, you know, a motorcycle, unless you have a, you know, a, some type of cruiser bike, it's not comfortable. And remember, you're also balancing the entire time. So you really have to be aware you can't zone out on the trip at all. Um, it, motorcycle is definitely, definitely the toughest way to take a road trip, though. So I think that Passat's a good car for that. Yeah, the Passat, just the exact reason why I bought this car was two years ago. Um, I'm just like, I'm going to be doing a lot of driving for the refereeing and everything else. All I have is a Miata right now, and it just will not work for long drives. So I got something that was boring, but economical and comfortable to drive for long distances. Well, I think I definitely think it was a smart move. Um, I want to thank Liz girl on TikTok. She says, hello, I've been on TikTok and missed your words of wisdom. Sending warm regards from Miami. So Miami would definitely be a road trip. That would be a, be a long. Yeah. Road. I've thought about making that trip. It's about eight hours from Charleston. That's really, really far. Uh, Maybe so here, closer to 10. Here's when it comes to road trips, you have to decide, like I said, is it, is it destination based or are you going to really take your time on the road? And one of those reasons being that uh, if you're going to take your time and you're driving more than eight hours or so, you're going to be looking at potentially staying in motels and hotels, which, uh, you know, the initial time that we made that trip from Albany to Charleston, do we, we drove through the night, right? And, and took turns taking naps. Yeah. Um, we split it up, but we did it as a straight shot. The only stops that we made were really just for gas. Like, we didn't even stop for the bathroom unless it happened to be when we were putting gas in the car. Yeah, that makes sense. We, you, there's a determination factor when it comes. So I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that likes to take my time, stop at attractions. I'm totally destination based. Like I'm not about the means. I'm all about the end. And I really hate stopping uh, because I just want to get there. For me, it's like part of the process. I don't want to, I'm, I'm really bad at enjoying the process in, in that type of way. So, uh -huh. you know, I'm all about driving straight through. If I'm the only one driving, you know, take a nap in the back of a gas station. There's been times I pulled into the parking lot of a hotel and slept in the car. Um, but I'm not much of a, yeah. you know, I'm not much of a, a one of the worst mistakes that you can make on a road trip. If you're driving by yourself, is if you start to get tired, like trying to fight it is only going to end badly. That was one thing that I learned um, after a couple road trips where I tried to power through and it almost ended badly. Um, now, whenever I get tired, I will just pull off into like a Walmart parking lot, a gas station parking lot, a rest stop or whatever, lock doors, climb into the back seat, and get an hour of sleep or something. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, a little nap will always help. But you, if you are taking a long trip and you're feeling drowsy, you don't fighting it. Fighting it is not, you're going to fall asleep. It's fighting. Just, it never works. It never, it never, ever works. So you got it. You got to stop. You got to pull over. You got to take a nap. Even if it's just for 15 minutes, you're going to wake up. You're going to feel refreshed. You'll be able to go for another four hours. Um, I remember when we drove back from South Carolina to New York after scouting the city back in 2008, I drove for 12 hours straight. And by the end of it, I was hallucinating. And I eventually was like, all right, you got to take the wheel. Like, cause I couldn't, like, I was walking around like I was drunk. I hadn't had anything to drink, but like my vision was all like squirrely and like the road signs when I looked up at them would read whatever I was thinking. And then I'd blink again. And then they'd say what they actually said, all the little shadows that you see on the side of the road from like the lights of other cars passing you and stuff my mind thought that there were like animals jumping out in front of me. It's that has happened to me a few times. And, um, it, it's trippy. It's really, it's really, really trippy. Um, one time I was just driving down a road in the countryside out like towards like the Scattercoke Saratoga area. And I saw there must've been like, uh, somebody's driveway had one of those reflectors, the little red reflectors at the end of the driveway. And I passed yep. it, but my mind convinced myself that I was running a stoplight 
and I slammed on the I slammed on the brakes from like 50 miles an hour just in some long country road and just slammed on the brakes and like looking around me, where did that stop sign come from? Um, but you can really hallucinate from being overly tired. And that's, that's something that's happened to me. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to segue into uh, the Jeep story. you got a, you got a minute for that one. The Colorado. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, are you, we got to paint the right co- picture about this though, about well, the circumstances start, surrounding it. We got to, we definitely got to start uh, the night before, but for that, we should actually start the year before. So in yeah. October, um, in our junior year of high school, we decided to throw a big party at my, my family's lake house, which wasn't a very luxurious lake house. We called it the camp. Um, but back in the day, you know, it fit in with every other house. Now there's multi-million dollar houses up there, but, um, but it was nice for us. And they, they winterized and they, and they closed the camp usually in October. So we knew that we would, that the family wasn't going to be visiting there. And we could have the place to ourselves. So we threw a party there one night in, I think, like November 1st or something. It was either it was either Halloween night or like the night afterwards. And yeah, I, think, I, just, I think it was a night afterwards. But we wanted it to be like a Halloween party. And we invited all these people and we spent a ton of our own money. Like I remember between the two of us, we spent somewhere between three and four hundred dollars which for someone who's 16 is a huge sum of money. <laughs> yes, it is. But we had to buy a keg. We bought dry ice. Remember buying the dry ice to put in the bathtub? Yep, uh, on Everett Road. Yeah, because we wanted what we wanted to do was put the keg in the bathtub with dry ice, and we were going to fill the bathtub up with water so there was smoke oozing out of the, out of the bathtub. So people would go into the bathroom, pump their beer out of the keg, and it was kind of this you know, ghouly Halloween, creepy type situation, except because they had winterized the camp, there was no running water. So we had to go out to the lake and get buckets of lake water, which as we poured them into, as we poured them into the uh, bathtub, we realized they were, it was like brown mud that we were pouring into the, into the bathtub. But that was, long story short. So it, it was a, it was a fun night for us. We didn't have a huge turnout. It was insanely cold, and I won't go. We can we can delve into that story and the Eric situation another time. The keg situation going around the lake another time. Either way, the following year, there was a lot of demand for that party because even though we didn't have a huge turnout, throwing a party when you're 16, 17 years old, you are awesome. There was no parents. There was a keg. That's badass shit. So next year. We went to do the same thing. However, the stipulation was that you and Eric were going to help me throw this party. We were going to throw the party. It was my place, but we were going to throw the party. But the next morning, I had a flight out of Albany to Colorado to go buy a Jeep that I bought on eBay. Technically, that my mom bought. I was 17 or 18 years old. And, uh, and we had the party. It was a much more wild party, much higher turnout and three to four uh, times the amount of people showed up yeah everybody was smoking cigarettes people were throwing up all over the place again we should we should maybe have a podcast about these parties that we did when we were in high school but party was over yeah like this time we ran out of the previous party we had so much booze left over that we didn't know what to do with it yeah people were what was that what's that cinnamon flavored liqueur shock shock after shock Aftershock. Aftershock. Aftershock has the clear crystals in the bottom of the the cinnamon crystals, the sugar cinnamon crystals in the bottom of the bottle. So what people were doing is they were going out in the patio in the back with these bottles. Oh, this is terrible. Smashing the smashing the bottles on the rocks, and they were eating, trying to eat the sugar crystals. But they were because the sugar crystals looked like glass. Some of these guys were just chewing. I remember seeing somebody just blood coming out of the mountain. They were just chewing the broken glass. Yeah, because it, it was dark and you're drunk. It's really hard to tell the difference between sugar crystals and glass crystals. <laughs> and they're all covered in liquor. So, oh, oh God. Well, you, know, this, you don't know. Fact, thankfully, neither us, neither of us fell for this. But no, but you. I mean, you don't know until you bite into it, and it either crunches kind of easy or doesn't crunch at all, and then your mouth hurts. So yeah. But I don't want to get into the, the, the stories too much. 
either way, I left at like 5 a.m. I went home. My mom came into my, I pretended to be asleep for like two hours or like an hour. My mom was leaving. She came into my room. This was back when you could smoke in bars. And I was like, oh, I just went into a bar. Tonight. She said, oh, you reek. I said, oh, well, I, was, I just went to a bar with some friends. So I wasn't, you know, I didn't drink. Uh, I just was at the bar. And back in the day, when you went, when you came home from a bar, you reeked like cigarettes, like yep. thick cigar <laughs> cigarettes. You reeked something that I've almost lost touch with that smell because that's not even a thing anymore. But back you know what's amazing day, to me is that she didn't ask any further questions about why you were at a bar. <laughs> I was a per- relatively honest kid. Um, so either way, after she left, I got up. Scott and I drove out to the airport, flew out to Colorado, get to Colorado. The dealership was picking us up. I, I've never heard of that happening, but whatever. That was earlier days of eBay. You know, dealerships were happy to be on eBay. They were willing to take the extra step. <clears throat> we get out to this Jeep. And um, they, they, they hand me the key. I walk over to the Jeep and... Uh, anybody's owned an older jeep wrangler you know they are riddled with issues go to the jeep stick the key in the door driver door doesn't unlock nor does it open and like oh sometimes that one sticks you gotta go to the passenger side so now i've just flown from albany new york to denver colorado to buy a car that you can't enter the car through the through the driver door so uh <laughs> i get in the car I turn on the car and none of the gauges work. Oh, man, they, this is bad. You remember the, the intricacies of this story? Yeah, but I'm going to let you tell it. All right. Well, it's, I'll, it's, I'll talk about the, but let me just give a little bit of background here. Cause I, I'll have to, I'll step in a little bit and what? talk about like, you'll be like in Colorado and then eventually other places. And I'll be giving you the meanwhile in New York part of it. <laughs> Cause before you bought this, I was trying to convince my mom to let me fly out with you. I was like, this sounds like fun. Like Justin's buying this Jeep. I want to drive back with him. Like, and my mom says, you are doing no such thing. So oh, yeah. we'll just start off by, by saying that I wanted to be involved and my mom put the kibosh on it hard and fast. Yeah. It was a smart lady. Um, which she is, she's a smart lady, but yeah, the idea of a cross country road trip at 17, 18 years old is a cool one. Um, but we get out to the car Driver door doesn't work. You turn the car on. The uh, um, the none of the gauges work. Gas gauge, speedometer, odometer, nothing works. All the gauges are just leaned over. So uh, begrudgingly, they're like, "Oh, we want to take a picture of you next to the car." And I'm like, "Oh, like at this point, I'm still happy and excited because I'm getting, you know, I'm buying a Jeep Wrangler. I think it's a cool car. Take the picture, and uh, which they ultimately mailed to me like three weeks later." Um, and, uh, we get in the car, Scott and I, we drive off to the nearest gas station. He's like, it's probably a fuse, probably a fuse. Let's go get a fuse. So we drive to the gas station, find the fuse that was blown, switch it out for a new one. Cause most gas stations sell fuses and, uh, <clears throat> realize that the gauges now work, but the engine, the, the gas tank is on bare. Like it's the, we drove there on fumes. Like you almost didn't make it to the gas station. Had we had we passed this gas station, we would have run out of gas, hands down. Either way, fill it up with gas. We get on the road. We start to drive through the night. I think we might have taken like a a quick like you know hour and a half nap or something like because it was a long day for us. We were up crack ass at dawn at the airport. Hung over. Yeah, yeah, hung over. Fly to the airport. You know, we we fly to Colorado get there we got it you know we got transport to the dealership now it's like eight o'clock at night and the dealership is closing everything's closing we get gas get the car running basically and uh we start driving now it's it's like one o'clock in the morning and i'm like i'm really tired can you can you meanwhile in new york (laughs) meanwhile in new york i stay the night at your at your lake house and me my girlfriend at the time and eric do our best to clean up the house as much as we can. I drive back home at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And like my mom is asking me where the hell I was. And I came up with some bullshit excuse. And 
we'll we'll leave it at that. But at, meanwhile, in New York, this party was raging and then ended, and then the house was attempted to be cleaned up all attempted, while you were on the flight. Attempted to be cleaned up, but I think that means somewhere along the lines of like I'm, I'm pretty sure someone vomited through the screen door, and you guys did your best to like wash out the the netting on the screen, but. There, I, I don't know. I I didn't see too much of it because I, I did a little bit of cleanup, but it was really, I, I think the girl that I was dating at the time did a lot. Well, <clears throat> didn't do enough because in the meantime, my phone had been going off and my family apparently for whatever reason out of the blue decided they were going to stroll by the camp that afternoon and just tie up any loose ends for the winterizing process and found that the place reeked like cigarettes vomit and cigarettes vomit and beer which beer i'm sure beer was spilled all over the place so now they're freaking out they're calling the cops and i'm kind of ignoring calls because i'm doing this trip and this is back in the primitive day of cell phones that you know you didn't you weren't on your phone all the time like you would check it a few times a day it didn't ring off the hook and but either way so i'm driving stop it but you're also like in the air too so you can't even answer it even if you wanted to yeah, and it's not like you have the call logs that you do now. All right. Either way, we're driving. We took a, took a little stop. Next morning, you know, we, we, we start driving. We took a couple hour nap, start driving. And uh, we're in Kansas. And the only thing I'm thinking in my head is I want to get to the border of Kansas and whatever the hell the next state is and say to my friend, Scott, Scott, we're not in Kansas anymore. But we're driving along whatever the hell flat ass road, straight and flat road drives right through the center of Kansas. And uh, all of a sudden I feel and now bear in mind, I had very little experience before this driving a, a stick shift car. So my plan was to kind of go out and and, you know, I'd driven a little bit before, but just not very well. And I wasn't any good at it. But my, my plan was it's mostly highway. So if I can just get into gear and get on the highway, I should, once you're in gear, you, you don't do anything. So you're just going to, you're just going to coast and, and put your foot on the gas. You're not changing gears. All of a sudden the car starts losing power. So I turn to my friend, Scott, and I, I'm, I go, Hey, we're, we're, uh, we're slowing down. And he goes, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, and I'm thudding my foot on the gas and I'm like, I'm hitting the gas and it's going, you can hear it. And he goes, ah, oh, funny, funny. I go, no, 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 look, look at this banana. We're, we're slowing down. We come to a halt on the side of the road. You can see for miles. It's just flat and cornfields, and there's nothing around us. And uh, he goes, what's going on? Because back in the day, I used to be a real practical joker, too. So he, he still, at this point in time, thinks I'm joking around. And I'm like, no, 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 look. And I try to turn on the car. Car doesn't turn over. And, uh, you know, we, we tried it like we now bear in mind, it was so fucking cold the night before November 1st in upstate New York off of a lake. We were dressed with boots, sweater, sweatshirt on jacket. And we were in Colorado. We, you know, we think Colorado, it's like a ski area. If it's cold in New York, it's going to be cold in Colorado. So we're like layered up with boots and pants on. We get out now. It ended up being 90 degrees and we're on the side of the highway, the sun beating down on us. And we get out, we try to pop the clutch, which means you, you get the car moving. One, one of you pushes the car. The other one gets in the car with their foot all the way down on the clutch in gear and then lifts their foot abruptly off the clutch and the car rolls into gear. Wasn't working. So now we're just covered in sweat. We're like, well, what are we going to do? So we walk like a, a mile back to the, you know, we're like, oh, there was a gas station somewhere back. No, we didn't need gas at this point in time. So we're like, oh, there was a gas station somewhere back there. So we walk like a mile back to a gas station. As we as the gas station comes into sight, I'm saying to Scott, I go, you know, something doesn't seem right with this gas station. You're like, what do you mean? It's a gas station. I'm like, yeah, something just seems weird. We, you know, we get close enough to the gas station and realize that the gas station had at some point in time over the last few months been engulfed in, in flames because the entire gas station was black and had burnt down. Nope. So we uh, so we walk back to the Jeep and uh, his dude pulls up alongside of us in a giant pickup truck. And uh, he's like, what y'all boys doing out here? We're like, oh, well, the car broke down, sir. So uh, I'm not really sure what to do. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm Sheriff Taffy. I'll give you a ride in town, boys. <laughs> Either way, 
the dude gave us a ride in his giant pickup truck. We had to climb, you know, like three steps up to get in this pickup truck. He's a sheriff, drives us into town. Come to find out the closest town, which was, I don't know, far, far away, had recently built a GM dealer, which uh, GM, right? GM had Chevy and Jeep. Yeah. Uh, So they had all the Jeep. They had this new garage. Um, Everything was brand new. And uh, they ended up towing the Jeep in there. We stayed in this town. The town was called Colby, Kansas. The town was one of the smallest towns I've ever seen. Everybody knew each other. We had to go to the AT&T store, singular store, something like that, to pick up a charger because our phones had died. And we didn't have a car charger, which is on my list of things that you uh, that you need to bring with you on road trips. And the lady in the, in the AT&T store told us about her friend that worked at the hotel. They set us up at the, at the hotel, which we were disgusting because we were just, you know, we had all these layers on. We've been sweating our asses off. We've been on, think about how you feel when you get off like a, a four hour plane ride or a five hour plane ride in your clothes. You just feel disgusting and filthy. That's how we felt. Plus we then spent the day in the car in the heat. So it was, it was we were feeling rough. And then apparently there was a new restaurant in town. They, they were like, oh, you got to come with us to this new restaurant. Random strangers like, oh, you guys are from out of town. You've got to come with us to this new restaurant. Do you, do you remember telling you what restaurant they took us to? Uh, no, I actually don't. It was a, uh, fuck, I can't think of the name of the top of my head. It was the burger joint, Sonic. It was a Sonic drive through Yeah. <laughs> so they brought us that to was, Sonic. That was the big event of their year was Sonic came to town. They brought us to this Sonic. Yeah, because Sonic was like this new drive through you, you know, you pull up, you order, you eat in the car. So this couple and their neighbor and Scott and I sat in their car. And we ate burgers and we tried like the top choice menu items from Sonic Burger. Um, either way, I'm going to I'm going to wrap this story because I want to get back to my list. They fixed the car up the next day. We spent every penny that we had on getting the car fixed. Come to find out some wire fell out of the wire harness, touched the exhaust pipe and melted and split. So they repaired the wire, which ended up being a pretty cheap fix. Nothing's cheap when you're 18 years old, though. We get back on the road. But it could have been a lot worse. Before we get to the end of Kansas, we, uh, <laughs> we stop for gas and we, and we run out of money. This is back before Venmo. Um, you know, we had PayPal, but you, you, know, you couldn't take money from PayPal to buy gas. We had to call home. My mom had to Western Union wire us some money. And then we actually drove to like three different Western unions, which closed sequentially at like six, six thirty, seven o'clock. And now we finally picked up like a, what you would call like a homeless per- woman in the street. who's was like, Hey, if you give me 20 bucks, I'll bring you to the Western union. It's open. And as anybody who knows homeless people know. They're trustworthy. Well, no, but they know, they know how to get money. So, <laughs> so we, we threw her like 20 bucks and she took us to the Western union. They wired us money for the rest of the trip home. We're still in Kansas though. So Scott, Scott's driving. We, uh, we get in the road a little more. Now we still have like 14 hours left. Some obnoxious amount of time. And, uh, Scott gets pulled over and, uh, the officer comes up to the car and he goes, uh, I regret to inform, uh, this to you young lads. I gotta, I gotta take you in. And we're like, well, what do you mean you gotta take us in? Well, that their boy been driving with with a restricted license, <laughs> something like that. Either way, Scott had a ticket that was outstanding. This is back in the day before the the DMVs had uh, systems that were ultra computerized. And uh, whatever they ran for him showed up that his license was suspended. Or he had an outstanding ticket. And in his car, in the glove compartment of his car, he had the receipt for having paid off that ticket, but we were not in his car. We were, we were nowhere near no. New York. So, so he didn't know that his license was suspended. Well, no, because it, you know, one thing, whatever happened, they didn't, they, you know, when he called uh, the state of New York to check on his license status, they didn't, they didn't have it in the system. I don't know. Back then it was 2002 or 2003. Things were a bit simpler. We didn't have the electronics that we do now, but we get back on the road. I'm driving now. Oh, I, oh, oh, we paid the officer off. 
we paid the officer off. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah, I don't know if we paid him off or we paid some amount of a ticket or something like that. We gave the guy cash. Um, we've never heard from the, that that police department again. Whatever the, the situation was, give the guy cash. We drive on, but Scott's afraid to drive. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't go to jail. <laughs> so, uh, especially not in New York State, right? Like where somebody's going to have to take a a plane trip or a fourteen hour drive to come get him, right? Like you don't want to be locked in jail when you're. Broke. Yeah, if you're going to get arrested, at least do it in your hometown. Hmm. So, uh, <laughs> back in the road, I'm the one driving. Now, he, Scott's got to be to work the next day. This is Scott took off. You know, we left on like a, a Friday night or something like that. And Saturday uh, morning, I think. Yeah, I think we probably said. And he had to he had to clock into work on Monday morning. But he had this roundabout way to like trick the system. He could, if he just if he clocked out of work at seven o'clock at night, he could just claim, oh, I must have forgotten to clock in. So. So we're racing to get him to work, but he couldn't drive and I couldn't stop. So uh, on my list here is energy drinks, coffee, and no-dose. No-dose is a caffeine pill that was once popular, once popularly used by by truckers. It's like a second to cocaine, but it's. No-dose is just 200 milligrams of caffeine per pill, which is yeah. like four cups of coffee per pill. Now, if anybody has ever overdosed on caffeine or had, let's say, four or five coffees, you get anxious and you get shaky. Now, couple that with not having slept or not having slept well. I got so wild. I thought we were, I thought we were being chased by these truckers. Um, I had that weird tunnel vision thing where you only see straight, can't see around you. Everything is kind of foggy around where you're looking. And, uh, I was freaking the fuck out. And then finally we got to where he was working and, uh, and he ran into clock out. And that was back in the day where you can be like, Oh yeah, sorry. You couldn't reach me by phone because my, my phone, even though I work in a cell phone store, my, my phone didn't work, wasn't functioning today. So I apologize for that. Right. So he goes into work, clocks out at like seven or eight in the morning, goes back home and goes no, to no, sleep. No, not seven or eight in the morning. He was supposed to clock in at 9 a.m. We we were aiming to get there by Sunday night and get rested. He was going to go to work the next morning by nine. We didn't get there until a whole nother day later at seven o'clock at night. So he clocked out in the evening. Oh, I must have forgot forgot to punch in, forgot to punch in the morning. Exactly. So he's in there forever. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to I'm going to go. Go inside and see what's up. I get out of the car and start walking and I collapse in the parking lot. I get dizzy. And remember, I haven't stood up in hours and I'm high on caffeine. I haven't slept. And the only thing I've eaten has been pretzel rods, which is the number one thing to eat when you're taking a long road trip. Pretzel rods are nice because they're crunchy. The crunch keeps you awake. And, uh, and they're salty. And the salt helps, helps to keep you from having to pee too much. So pretzel rods, for me, are my food of choice when it comes to long, long road trips. Uh, either way, I collapsed in the parking lot. Scott came out, found me, lifted me up, threw me in the car. And, uh, and that was the end of that trip. But uh, <laughs> I could have sworn it was longer because I feel like you guys didn't get back until like Wednesday or Thursday of that week. It, it, because it, it, I remember like Monday rolled around and my mom's like, so where's Justin? I was like, hey, he's somewhere in Kansas. Tuesday rolls around. Where's Justin? He's on the other side of Kansas. And I was telling her like what you were telling me about like, yeah, we broke down in Colby and all that stuff that you just talked about. And then like you like ran out of money in like Kansas City or something and had to get wired more money to be able to afford to like pay for the gas. And my mom is like the whole time just gloating to me about like, see, I told you you shouldn't have gone. I was like, yeah, I get it. You like, no, you're yeah, you made, right. You made your point. You don't need to celebrate it. But it's a story that we're telling almost twenty years later. So, oh um, yeah, and it was it was it was wild. I'm sure, I'm sure there's some some things I'm missing. It's been a while. 
I should get Scott on here to, to elaborate a little more on the story. But uh, but look, I'm gonna go. I want to I want to hit the rest of my my list here when it comes to road trips. We got any comments, real quick? Um, we do, but some of them are are uh, we got on TikTok. Uh, Let Love Rain says recently took a road trip from New Jersey to Denver. Uh, somebody else says Maya says we went four of us from St. Louis to Miami straight straight shot switching driving between us. It took 18 hours. Um, so just some, uh, road trips are tough. I got Lisa says, uh, you're giving me criminal minds vibes. I mean, we were pretty criminal when we were younger. Um, we got away with a lot. Yeah. I mean, the thing is when you get older, you have more to lose, right? <laughs> like there, if there's a, there's a time to be criminal. It's when you're young. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. There's never a time to be criminal. All right. You got to sneak it between, between the times. Don't let anybody find out. Get in, get out fast. Um, all right. So let me hit the rest. Of, I got to drink something because I've been talking for too much and my throat is sore as shit. All right. So road trips get cheaper when you have multiple people, right? If, you, if you're going to fly somewhere and you have multiple people, that adds up really fast. So road trip, it's basically the same cost as long as you're within one, one vehicle. It's got to be a comfortable vehicle. I uh, don't recommend motorcycle road trips, especially if it's a crouch rocket. You've got to decide if you're there for the journey or there for the destination. Are you going to be stopping at hotels and motels and sleeping? You have to have time and patience. If you don't have patience, the trip is going to be miserable because no matter what, you're going to be sitting in one place for hours. So you got to come to terms with that before you hit the road. Um, always check your tire pressure. Make sure you've had a recent oil change or at least check your oil. Uh, brilliant idea is to Rain-X your windshield. Rain-X is the absolute best add-on that you can do to your car because the rain literally just... Rain-X windshield to not Rain-X windshield. You can just see so much more clearly when you have Rain-X and it's raining. Uh, make sure you got good wipers and uh, you've got to have windshield wiper fluid. Don't get on the road for a six hour, eight hour, 14, 18 hour trip without, without windshield wiper fluid. And to note on that, uh, make sure you get a full tank of uh, headlight fluid as well. Uh, and Dude, it's I've a- driven so many trips without, without, um, wiper fluid, like the Acura for a long time, just didn't have it. Just didn't have a reservoir. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you, the, the, the bugs build up on your windshield and also Th- those are the times you can take advantage of that squeegee uh, at the gas stations. That thing that sits on the side of the garbage cans in the pool of blue water, that if you're good, you can make your windshield look crystal clear. Um, but cleaning your car in advance also is super nice for a road trip because remember, you're spending a lot of time in there. Um, food, when it comes to eating on the road, my advice is to keep it light. If you're making a lot of stops and you stand at motels and hotels and you got a place to take a shit by all means eat as heavy as you want. But remember heavy food puts you to sleep and it means you're going to have to poop. You don't want to have to poop when you're stuck in a car for another six hours. And you also, even if you are making stops, you want to poop in a gas station. <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh, but again, the pretzel rods, uh, they're crunchy. That keeps you awake and uh, they're salt, which makes you pee less. Uh, I'm a big fan of finding good music to just groove out to when you're driving, or I love podcasts for the drive podcasts Books on tape are good too. Any kind of like, anything, yeah, anything to keep your brain tuned in is, is, is really, really big. Um, any more than four people to a sedan is too many. If you're renting a car, remember you're renting it. You don't own it. It's really no reflection on you consider a minivan minivans are pretty much the worst car you could ever get but when it comes to a road when it comes to a road trip it is one of the most comfortable cars you can get especially if you're in a back seat back seat to minivan. I'd say if you've got adults i'd say the max per car is three one person gets the whole back seat one's driving one's front seat it, it just it also depends on the vehicle but yeah four people in a sedan is borderline too much three people you're you're all right um let's see are you going to stop and visit local spots um, and also you want to consider, are you driving through the night or through the day? If you're driving through the night, you have to deal with traffic. Nothing's going to be open. 
nighttime is like ninja travel. You can get places fucking way, way fucking faster than you can when you go during the daytime or during rush hour. I personally love driving through the night. 100%. Yeah, you left tonight at, at basically 9 o'clock at night, so that, that was smart. Yeah, I won't uh, be into Wilmington probably till close to 1. Yeah, but still. And then you'll get a decent night. No, rest. closer to 2. Well, you'll wake up at 10 o'clock. You'll, you'll be all right. Um, consider a map. Back in the day when we took road trips, there was no GPS. So consider a uh, consider using a paper map, not using GPS. It makes it a little more exciting. You have to pay a lot more attention, especially if if you need somebody to take up your mind, uh, this will sound crazy to people. I used to draw my own maps. Like this was when you, like Google maps existed, but GPS wasn't something that like really was out there yet. So like, if I like, and this is when I had to go to like a random college for a, a soccer game or something, I would find the college on, on Google maps. And then like the last 10 miles or so of the journey, I would actually take a piece of paper and draw my own map to take with me because I couldn't, I didn't have a printer and I didn't have GPS. So I was like, how do I make these oh, last couple turns to oh. find this college? Oh God. Yeah. The, I, I remember leaving. I, I don't think I ever drew a map, but I remember like leaving and reciting the roads. <laughs> like, yeah, got to turn right on Richmond, le- left on left on uh, Tallahassee. And uh, oh, 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 fuck. What was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, you know, another right on Valhalla, whatever it was. But I remember reciting over and over again in my head. So that one, I, which I still have to do because on a motorcycle, I don't have a GPS, you know, uh, anchor to the gas tank. So a lot of times you're just going out there blind. Um, all right. Well, and I think that that really contributes to having a sense of direction because I've pulled some stuff off where like without using GPS, I'm like, I, I found my way from one place to another without looking at any maps or whatever. I was like, I'm really proud of what I just did. Oh, yeah. But also, yeah, you get that sense of pride when you do it without being told when to turn, right? Without being told when to turn. Because the future, when all our satellites come down because space is, is too, you know, too much shit going on, it'll be nice to be able to make your way around. All right, let me hit a few more because we are, we are running out of time. Um, always make sure you stop. This is mostly for dudes, but if you're a freaky lady, go for it. Make sure you get a couple bottles of Gatorade or Powerade because they have wider mouth uh, containers, wider mouth bottles than regular soda bottles do. So it's a lot easier to pee into them. So you don't have to stop. No, just stop. Don't, don't do that. You don't, you don't pee in the, in your, your Gatorade bottles. No, I do all the time. I don't want to stop, but I'm telling you it's a coffee cup is good. Gatorade or, or Powerade bottle a second, soda bottle or Pepsi bottle, whatever it is, is impossible. So uh, why the wide mouth bottles, you'll be doing yourself a favor. Um, if you stop at rest stops, you got to go to the bathroom. Consider doing a couple of push-ups, taking a jog around the parking lot, doing some high knees, even if it's just in place. Get some blood flowing. One of the, one of the biggest tips I, I can think of for stopping at rest stops, so you don't go crazy, so you don't get tired and fall asleep. Do a little jog, do some windmills, do, do something to get some blood flowing. You'll thank me later on this one. Also, oh, you know what I have on that note? Are these uh, these grips. I started buying so, these. I got, I got them everywhere. I got them at my work desk. I have them at this desk. I keep them in the car. Uh, it just keeps some blood flowing through your hands. You're not going to, you know, if you're feeling a little drowsy, you start doing this. Even though it's very little, it's engaging. You're getting blood flowing. Uh, you know, you're getting some resistance training. These hand grip things are uh, are phenomenal. Uh, all right, next one. Learn how to change a flat tire. I know nobody these days knows how to change a flat tire. It's really not hard. It's no, it's really easy. But I feel like the world that we're living in right now, like people are proud to not be able to change a flat tire. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like people find some pride in just in in a, in a world where we like encourage dudes to cry. Like, oh, it's it's good to everybody should cry. It's really good for you. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't learn it. You know, you don't want to look like a poor person changing a tire, bro. But it's a, anybody can run over a nail. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how no long do you want to sit? is always good. How long do you want to sit helpless on the side of the road? Um, but yeah, if you have AAA or something like that, 
or uh, you know, a couple of my credit cards have roadside assistance. That's always I've I've actually used it a couple of times since I bought this old beat up pickup truck uh, to get that thing towed. Um, but now that it now once and that was in the winter time after I bought it. Now that it warmed up, I figured out how to do. You know, I I didn't figure out. I'm doing work on it myself. I don't you know, I don't need to outsource to the garage. But in the winter time when it was freaking ten degrees outside and it doesn't fit in my garage. I had to have it towed to a garage and uh, the credit cards cover that. So that's nice. Um, all right. Uh, can you change a flat tire? All right. So here's something a lot of people don't know is how to set the perfect temperature inside the car. A lot of people go max AC blowers, blowers at, at full, or they go max heat blowers at full. The trick is that you put the blower at like 20% and you set the temperature like if you're hot, you don't set the temperature at ice cold, right? You set it at like, I don't know, 72 degrees and let your body get accustomed to that. Let the environment get accustomed to that. But you never, you don't want to, you don't want to have to be adjusting your, your temperature settings multiple times throughout the trip. And uh, Lisa just said that you can call AAA and you could wait three hours. So, so that's why it's good to be able to change your tire. Um. Let's see. Don't forget car chargers. Super important. Don't forget sunglasses. Um, and uh, what am I missing here? I got a couple of other notes. They're, they're a bit trivial when it comes to the, the necessities for a road trip. Anything else you can think of, James? You know what? A portable tire inflator. And if you, can, and if you have one, a portable jumpstart kit are both really handy. You know, the last uh, the last Porsche I had, the 911, the 997, that came with a, a tire inflator. Which, yeah, which you can was, get them for like 20 or 30 bucks. They're not expensive. Yeah, and now they make those battery packs, the Jumpstart packs, tiny. I've got one. It's super It's super handy. Now, I got a big one somewhere, right. I think. But, but the oh, I've the, got a small one. It's probably, it's like half the size of a laptop. Yeah, the 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 nine eleven could never start with those jumpstart things, and I had ones for big trucks. It, it never could do enough to start it. But um, but I will tell you, for most cars, having one of those super super key. Um, and that again goes with like checking your car, check your tire pressure, look at your tread, check your oil, make sure you throw some Rain-X. Rain-X is cheap as shit. You can buy at any gas station. Put some Rain-X in the window. Clean your car. And, uh, you know, make sure you got uh, spare inflated spare tire. The, you know, the, uh, the Cayenne that I had, I told you it came with a deflated spare tire. Um, no, you didn't tell me that, but I you believe know, it. You know how useless a deflated spare tire is? Um, about as useful as the tire that's bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, what else am I missing? Any, anything else do you think of? Um, no, not really. I think like going back to the two types of road trips is like, know what kind of trip you're on. Like if you're on the road trip to get somewhere, then sure. Just pull out like all the stops, get there as fast as possible. But if you're on a trip where it's taking multiple days, then just be okay with any like delays. Um, like two years ago when the Derv drove out to California, um, he went out with my mom and they made it take like five or six days and they stopped at a couple of national parks along the way. They did some sightseeing and yeah, they made but it that's a nice a trip. True road trip. Yeah. yeah. That's, that is a nice trip, but that's it. You have to decide, is it destination based or is it trip based? You know, remember back in the day when I lived in, in Charleston and I was dating somebody that lived in Queens and I would take that road trip from Charleston once a month. To, yeah. Once a month. And I would leave Friday at the end of my shift and I would drive overnight and arrive first thing Saturday morning, take a nap for three, four hours. And then I would do the same Sunday afternoon. I would leave four or five o'clock in the, in the afternoon on Sunday, bomb back down. Do you remember? And that was, de that was destination based. I, I think one oh, yeah. time I, I made it nine hours, which it's a, it's a 12 hour trip which means you're stopping for gas. You're driving 60. I was, I had a radar detector. I didn't, I didn't own a car that could go faster than 65 because <laughs> that Jeep Wrangler, at the, 
at that point in time. Were you taking enterprise cars sometimes? Yeah, yeah, I was taking rental cars. So I got some cool-ass rental cars and driving with a radar detector. So I would do at least 90 the entire way. One time, I actually, before we got on the podcast, I Googled this, trying to figure out what the, there's a big blizzard in New York City. Um, They had roughly two feet of snow. And I drove up from South Carolina, which obviously gets next to no snow, in a Volkswagen Beetle. And there was almost two feet of snow on the ground by the time I got up here. Uh, But you could see that basically, you know, you could see where the snow started in the south. And as you got further north, it got heavier and heavier and heavier. And uh, I was doing almost 80 miles an hour almost the entire time, unless there was a curve on the highway, um, which isn't super, super common on interstate highways. I would slow down a little bit, but otherwise I'm like, if I'm going straight and I start sliding, like I'm most likely going to continue going straight. But I showed up in that Volkswagen Beetle, which was a phenomenal car, super sporty. Um, and the license plate had fallen off the car. The car was all damaged. The, the bumper had like come out of place from, from all the snow that was being kicked up from the street. So that was, that was an intense, that was an intense ride. But yeah, it's completely destination based. Um, damn, that was a that was a rough that was a rough ride. What else am I miss, missing here in terms of uh, in terms of road trips? Um, I don't know. Just do them. They're fun. Like it, it's nice to just be like completely in control of what you're doing and where you're going. Like flying's nice because it's quick to get somewhere, but like you have to share space with a whole bunch of strangers. There's a lot of inconveniences to it. And like, you're never really in control. You're crammed in a small seat. You're uncomfortable the whole time with the road trip. You get to make the experience as good as you want it to be. Exactly. And you got to decide that. That's why, again, you got to decide is it destination based or is it, is, are you about the trip and you're going to enjoy the trip itself? And if you're about to enjoy the trip itself, like, you know, plan it out, do it up, be prepared, be comfortable, wear comfortable clothes. I don't mean wear pajamas, but wear comfortable enough clothes. Make sure you're in a good vehicle. Otherwise, consider renting a vehicle. Um, and, uh, you know, consider following a map. That way you're not listening to Siri or whoever it is tell you where to go, when to turn. You know, you, you get to figure that stuff out for yourself. And, and if you miss a turn, you explore some new stuff and, and consider taking back roads. <laughs> you know what? I ever tell you back roads can be fun. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're in a fun, a sporty car. I ever tell you the story. We're running out of time. Did I ever tell you the story about um, how I had, it was my first fall time after moving from South Carolina to New York city. And I drove from New York city to Albany and then Albany to Buffalo. Did I ever tell you about that time? Uh-uh. Uh, I thought I was a badass biker. I took the motorcycle up to Albany. It was it was late October when it can get like below freezing some nights. And I had some jeans from H&M, H&M on, which H&M, pretty cheap retailer. There's some good clothes, but, the, you know, it's it's not Ralph Lauren, right? Like they're made minimal thread. They're not count. sturdy clothes. No, exactly. They're not sturdy. So I had these faux cowboy boots these pleather cowboy boots that were only ankle high. And then I had these jeans on that were super thin and a nice leather jacket and a scarf on some gloves, not biker gloves, just, you know, cheap, fashionable gloves. And I was so, I have never shivered harder. I wasn't shivering like, like trembling. I was shivering like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. like I was, it was, it was, it was an intense, it was an intense Parkinson'sy, type shiver where or if you saw me you'd be like he is fucked up uh so so freaking cold actually i got to albany and, and i met met with george and his family gave me some thicker clothes to drive out to uh the remainder of the trip which was also so cold and our goal was to take the back roads uh which we did but um I, you know on the way back i was like we're doing the highway the whole time man I, i'm not willing to take my time we took a scenic trip out here we took it slow but in the way back, we are going as fast as we can. I would get back to my apartment, take a warm shower, and just relax. Warm up. Um, yeah, there's nothing quite like a warm shower after being really, really cold. Yeah. 
or, or a cool shower after being really, really hot. But that warm shower after that motorcycle ride, my friend, uh, you were right. There, there's nothing like it. So we're almost out of time. Anything else you want to you wanna throw out there? I can't think of anything. Um, I want. I think we need to put out a, a feeler for our next couple episodes, see what the people want to hear about. Well, they're going to have to throw them in the comments because we're, we're hitting the music on the, the end of this. Let Love Rain says, first aid kit, spare key. Uh, Lisa says, make sure you take road trips with the right people. And MJ says, drive safe, James. All right. Thanks, see MJ. You, see you next time. Cheers. Adios. All right. That's it. It's over. Let me know what you thought. Did we miss anything? Anything that you like to do on road trips that we missed? If so, throw it out there in the comments. Otherwise, I will see you guys next time. Thank you as always. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.